Sir James? Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. He's surprised as you are. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Father, we pray for this thy servant as he comes before thee this morning hour. We thank thee for him and for Jenny and the children, how you blessed them and given them such a wonderful time down there. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. When I talked to Virginia, James, just a few weeks, three or four weeks ago, Ask him how many were in prayer meeting. They said 382. Oh, how he's been helping them. Oh, Lord, we're so grateful. Lord Jesus. Oh, God, bring in the fill dirt over there. Fill it up. Oh, God, you can bring it in by the thousands of yards. Thank you, Jesus. Your glory and honor. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, how you've helped and blessed and given strength to the weary. How you brought in the lost and changed their lives. So thankful how you had us go up in the pulpit and love Brother Jack that time when yes. he had been seated and missed it because he was just about ready to give up. Thank you, Jesus. Because people had made it so hard on him in police work, he was ready to just try something else. But you told me to tell him to keep on. He was a missionary. Amen. Look at all of his ministry going over the United States since then. It's a great story if it could be written. God. How you blessed Brother Jack and his ministry yes. and those days and this day. Thank you, Father, for anointing, oxidizing. Oxidize, I serve you. going to oxidize you that morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to Thank God. You, Thank you, Jesus. Praise, Praise our wonderful name. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for souls we trust, for souls we plead. Unto thee to be the glory and the praise. Amen. Wonderful. That's yeah. Glory be to God. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise God. You know, the church I have been in back home for 57, 8 years, they, they have 30 at prayer meeting. 40, you know, that's a pretty good number. But here God got you started down there, little warehouse place, and over there the Lord told us where the church is to be built. Yeah. Holy Ghost really revealed it. True. Yeah. Hundreds of miles, we didn't have any idea where it was. True. And God has worked about 382 out for prayer meeting. Amen. Thank you. I think one night the lights went off and they brought their lanterns. Brought the lanterns in. Place <laughs> 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 about full now, isn't it? Yes, we're packed. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. Place is packed. I tell you, it's something. Something to rejoice about. Amen. Glory be to God. Praise God. I'll tell you what the Lord has done, what he's going to do. Amen. Put the mark on a little bit on what he's going to do. Oh. I can only wait. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Makes me want to walk. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, about three or four weeks ago, I could not have walked, but God helped me to walk a little this morning. Hallelujah. God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory. I tell you, all that glory got in my heart there. That's a dead. Praise the Lord. Isn't this wonderful, children? It is wonderful to have Jesus work in our hearts. Oh, how indebted I am to him. Be in this beautiful place here and all these beautiful decorations and all these wonderful things and flowers and loved ones all around us here. All these places of men working at sound so you can be heard. We can be heard this morning. We want to praise God and much appreciation for all these gifts and helps. All those that work to get all this, the lights and all these things so we get all ready to go here. There's some beautiful people here. Just think of it. I tell you, it's something to rejoice about. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're in debt to the Lord for all this. Amen. Marvelous, isn't it? Yes. But him called my name. My wife said, I knew you was preaching. I said, I'm glad you knew. <laughs> 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 I tell you, that little precious wife of his, she's been just like a daughter to us. Oh, I tell you. <laughs> is it precious? Amen. Oh, it is. It is. She knew it. Praise the Lord. I tell you, it's wonderful for a pastor to have a companion that knows 
what the trail's like. <laughs> it is wonderful. Boy, this it's worth the whole uh, thing, isn't it? Every oh, time Brother Helm calls on me to preach and they're waiting on God, I, I have to borrow a Bible. <laughs> I have to borrow my wife's Bible. <laughs> so we're trusting. We got in last night about 2.30 and uh, had church in West Virginia and drove, drove down and uh, decided about getting here. You mind if I unbutton? The Lord gave me one scripture back there and we're just going to trust from there. Amen. If you have a Bible, turn to Galatians. Amen. Yes, sir. Well, the Lord has really been blessing us at the Marinetta Fellowship Jesus. in St. Albans, West Virginia. Oh, my. That's good news. I'm so thankful. Every time in the last five years since we started the Marinetta Fellowship, I tell someone in a wedding or a trip to Israel or we're somewhere, and I say, I meet someone from some other state, and they say, where are you from? I say, West Virginia. Oh, Scott Depot! <laughs> <laughs> I say, no, there's another church in West Virginia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Glory to God. Thank About uh, <laughs> two, two, three months ago, two, three months ago, Oliver and I, yes. I called Oliver up, and we're about 15, 20 minutes apart, our, our two fellowships, and uh, we don't get to see each other very much because he's very busy and, and I'm very busy. So I, I had a leading on my heart, and, and I shared it with him about some Sunday, if the Lord would ever lead him, we'd just switch pulpits on Sunday morning and not tell each other, not tell the congregation, just... He would come in my pulpit, and I'd go in his pulpit. And uh, so one Sunday, one Saturday, I believe it was, he called me and says, tomorrow's the day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget walking in Scott Depot, Christ Fellowship Sanctuary on that Sunday morning. You could hear people begin to talk. <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? And I had a time down there. It was a sight. It was a sight. Galatians. The ministry the Lord's given us is it's just a special ministry. It's not like uh, Brother Oliver's ministry or Brother Morgan's ministry or Brother Richie's ministry or Brother Roundtree's ministry or Brother Schultz. Because every ministry is different. If you travel, you had the privilege of traveling to different churches, different fellowships, you'd find that every one of them has their own personality. Right. They, uh, they love the Lord. They try to obey the leadings of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit leads the ministers in particular uh, ways. Uh, their ministries are so precious. Yes. And uh, that's the way our ministry is. And I look upon my ministry kind of like a football coach. And uh, that's what I felt for a long time I was to be, was a football coach. And I always look upon the people I'm preaching to as, as a team. And uh, yeah. usually... Usually in sports events, you have to get the team motivated. Yes, they can be great athletes with great talents and all kinds of abilities to run, to pass, to jump, to shoot, all types of things. But usually they lose games not because of lack of talent, but they, they, use, they lose the game because of lack of motivation. Sometimes when I'm preaching, we have a sound room off the one side like these men, yeah. and my sound room men will put signs out of the window. Fourth quarter. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a sign to quit. That's a sign to stay in there. <laughs> because most games are won and lost in the fourth quarter. You can go in at halftime and have a great lead and be patting each other on the back and say, oh, we're having a time. Oh, we're winning the game. With the third and fourth quarter, you can lose. And I've never seen too many write-ups in the paper over halftime leads. It's when you win at the end of the game. So Galatians. Sixth chapter, yeah. verse 9. 
Yes, sir. Let us. <laughs> that's the saints. God's yes, people. That's right. Let us, the saints. Ones who've been redeemed, saved, washed in the blood. Amen. Let us. Amen. That's who gets weary. Church people, they have a great tendency that when everything's going great and, and the, the great move of the Spirit, and you can feel tinglings and cold chills and elations and the songs of Zion are blessing you and great thrills and romance and adventure and you wake up in the morning and the birds are singing and you're having a time you look out the trees are saying glory to God hallelujah and you seem like you're walking knee deep in glory and having a time boy all the saints are with you man they write you letters and cards and send you flowers and say stay in there preach the word but boy, when you look out there and their lower lips dragging and they're not feeling any great elation and cold chills have left them. They've gone into the valley and it's like Sister Gaon, they're not feeling any leading of the Spirit. They're just holding steady. They have a tendency to get weary. Think of this. Think of this. A little bit weary and look what the Word says. Let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season, yes, everyone here has a due season. Yes, sir. Oh. Time of refreshment will come. It's a promise. Amen. God will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on I, you. I feel that. But the whole thing is hinged upon one thing. If you don't quit. Hallelujah. Oh, that drove me. If we faint not. Our you can be will. two inches away from the goal line and fall down and you don't score. <laughs> You've got to stay in the battle. Hallelujah. Hang oh, in help. there. That helps me. I'm getting blessed. Hang in there. <laughs> I'm getting blessed. One great man of God said this, anywhere, provided it's forward, Some of you precious saints have come to this waiting on God and you're just barely making it. You're barely hitting. Thank you, man. Last few services in church haven't been too thrilling for you. And you're hoping you're going to get something here that'll kind of tide you over for a few more services. Oh, all right. You may not get anything here, but just stay in there. <laughs> Don't even talk about quitting. I've ever seen. <laughs> Have you ever been to an old-fashioned prayer meeting? Oh, yes. An old-fashioned oh, prayer meeting. Oh, precious. We brag on the devil more in old-fashioned prayer meetings than anywhere else. Think of that. Oh, pray for me that I'll hold out to the end. That's what's wrong with you. You're holding out to the whole on. <laughs> hold on! Don't hold out! Oh, Brother Wright, the devil's been on my back. Oh, Brother Wright, I got a black cow from the devil last week. Testimony times are times of praise and rejoicing. Amen. Times of saying glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Oh, and we say the devil's been on my back all week. We're looking for sympathy. One of, the, one of the most precious men, Brother Helm and Brother Oliver and these men are so precious. I tell you, I get around them, I get in conviction because they're just, I always go home feeling, boy, I've got to be more compassionate to my people. Well, that's good. I, 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 feel, <laughs> I feel like sometimes when I get through preaching, there's arms laying over here and legs laying over there, you know. It's called a gospel sore. <laughs> and I say, oh, Jesus, help me to be more loving and, and more kind. So I'll get over there and, and find a scripture, behold how they love one another or something, you know. And, and pretty soon I'll be, I'll be preaching on that and then the Lord have me Stay in there, don't quit! <laughs> how many people have quit? 
How many people were here five years ago aren't here today? Right. How many people would stand in the meeting and say, glory to God, I'm thrilled to be in this meeting. They're not here today. True. They're gone. Situations, circumstances, I know, but a lot of the time it's because they've quit. Yes, sir. They've quit. Yes, sir. Inches away from the victory. Just a little bit. Seconds away from the victory. Boy, I read about a great naval battle between the church and the British Navy. Battle of the Dardanelles. The British retreated and gave up. The Turks had 60 seconds of ammunition left to fight with. The Turks were just about ready to surrender, to put up the flag of surrender, when to their amazement, the British turned and fled the battle. Thousands of lives could have been saved. The Turks' supply line could have been cut off. The war would have been ended probably months earlier. But the British quit with 60 seconds left in the battle. Oh, Lord. How many times have we, the saints of God, turned and ran when we were 60 seconds away from victory? Be not weary in well-doing, for in your due season, you're going to read it. When you're in the valley, when it seems like everything is gloom and misery and the sky is darkened and the thunder is round you, hold on to your due season. Come. Voice of my heart there. Oh, hallelujah. He was like, I feel God. Well, a lot of times you don't feel God. You just have to stir yourself up. Yes, sir. Amen. David said he stirred himself up. Oh, yeah. yeah stir yourself up. Yes, sir. When people are praying and you're getting kind of Boy, how many more are going to pray? I'm honest. Yes, sir. How many more are going to pray? Usually the Lord tells me as many as it takes to get you woke up. Yeah. Stir yourself up. Stimulate yourself. Think about the good things of God. Amen. Get yourself stirred up. I'm going to stay in there. I'm not going to quit for God's grace. Boy, it, it burdens these pastors. When they look out over their congregation, there's an empty seat, and there's an empty seat, there's an empty seat, and there's an empty seat. And they know who's in those seats. They know those saints of God. They're discouraged. They're downhearted. Situations at home. The devil's unleashing every weapon he can to destroy your home. Oh, my. That's every weapon in the devil's arsenal is being unleashed on the homes in America today. True. The devil's trying to destroy the homes of the pastors, the ministers. Boy, everything he can, he's throwing at the home of the men of God. And then he turns his weapons loose on the saints of God. We must stay in there. Brother, we throw up our hands so quick, even in our homes, and we quit. Divorce is so easy today. And I no doubt there's people here that are divorced, and my heart goes out to you. I know it's a hard situation. I know that there's scars on your life. But the rest of you, stay in there. Oh, God. Let God come on the scene and hold on. Yes, sir. Some of the men of God in this building, their bodies are very, very weak, and they have to get hours of rest that a few years ago they didn't have to get. And it's because all the saints of God haven't hang, hung in there and held true. 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 All the ministers have to do, they have to pick up the chairs after the services are over. They have to fold up the tables after the fellowship meetings are over. Yes, sir. They have to make sure the, the, the streets are, are clean outside. Make sure the, that the hallways are clean. And, and make sure the bathrooms and the commodes are taken care of. Because they got things that won't hang in there. Right. You know where I brag on more in my church than anyone else? The people that clean the commodes. How many gold stars go out to the commode cleaners? Oh, we brag about the singers, the gospel singers. Oh, the gospel singers. Well, someone's got to clean the commodes. Boy, I brag on it. Glory to God for the people. I ain't faithful. Yes, sir. I don't see too many people getting in line for that job. No, no. Oh, you get a job in church, boy, where you get a gold star and get your get your name in the bulletin and and get in line for for, for some pats on the back, boy. Everybody's in that line. 
but a job where no one says anything and you're just in there Saturday mornings and, and, and Tuesday mornings in there just cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. Boy, I like people that hang in there. It's your job to, to sweep out the old church bus and sweep it out. It's your job to fill up the, the, the water glasses for the preacher underneath the pulpit and fill them up. Hang in there. I like that. Don't, don't look for a gold star and a blue ribbon. Just stay in there. Be determined. By God's grace, you're not going to quit. Be determined by God's grace, you're going to stay in there. I tell you what, if the Holy Spirit would fall on us in a mighty way today in this meeting, and the men of God would really begin to minister like the Holy Spirit would want them to in this meeting, I'm telling you what, the first thing would happen would be an old-fashioned confession service. Yes, sir. Brother, it would take hours and hours to get us cleaned up. And a whole lot of us would want to quit during the cleaning. Yes, sir. We can't quit. We can't quit. We got to go on. Boy, I tell you, when, when someone's bragging on you, it's, it's just precious. Please turn tape to the other side. Thank you. Someone's bragging on you, it's just precious. Right. So I tell you, you get around Oliver and he's always bragging on you. He can always remember something that you did 20 years ago that helped him. <laughs> he told it one time, he'll tell it 20 times. It helped him. And it blessed him. And you feel like that high when he's talking about it, you know. He's going on and on and on. Well, what happens when the men of God have to start telling some things that haven't blessed them? Oh, Jesus. Just Jesus. And you see people start going. And the devil starts whispering, you don't appreciate me. That preacher doesn't appreciate me. Pastor doesn't love me anymore. When's the last time pastor called you up? Well, I can't remember. He doesn't love you anymore. He used to call you up all the time. When was the last time the church, when was the last time the people of the church visited you, knocked on your door? It's been a while. They don't love you like they used to. When was the last time Brother Helm personally talked to you? He doesn't love you anymore. Getting quiet in here. <laughs> Must be in a good fishing hole. Yes, sir. Help us, Jesus. When the devil tells you those lies, yes, sir. Rebuke him in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. With the powers of the air. Hallelujah. I drink. Can I have a drink? Yeah, well, yeah. I got one right here. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. When sickness comes, hang in there. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. <clears throat> Thank oh, you, Jesus. Yes, sir. Thank the Lord. When bills mount up, hang in there. When the children start doing things that you really have to pray more and hold on to God more about, hang in there. Yes, sir. When even your very friends forsake the Lord and go back, hang in there. Oh, the people you've looked up to as, as pillars in the church and, and, and they always were, were your source of strength down through the years past and you've always looked to them and they helped you and they strengthened you and it seemed like they always had a kind word for you and they always encouraged you when you're in the valley. Oh, when Jesus. they go under, you hang in there. Amen. Go on. Yes, sir. We've got to get our spiritual thumbs out of our mouth. Oh, yes. One of the hardest jobs for a mom and dad to do is to break their children from the bottle. Man, you pull a bottle out of a child's mouth, I'm telling you what, it's a sight unless they've died out. They'll start crying. They'll fall down and cry. And if you've, if you've made a mistake of giving them a pacifier. Now, a pacifier, I talked to my church about a pacifier. 
There's not. You take a pacifier and you, and you stick it down in Cairo syrup. You never did that. Stick it in Cairo syrup. It makes it sweet. Stick it in their mouth. They stuck on that pacifier until the sweetness goes out of it and then they cry and you spend all day long dipping that thing in sugar and sticking them out. <laughs> because you don't want to take time to work with them. You just want to stick something in their mouth that's sweet. That's what we've done in the church. We've fed them bottles and then when they cry and whine we stick some sweet pacifiers in their mouth yes, sir. and then when they suck on that thing and the sugar's gone they whine and cry the church is full of whiners and criers waiting for the pastor to give them another pacifier we spend our time feeding them bottles and burping them and changing their diapers amen God didn't tell his men to feed the saints bottles and pacifiers and change your diapers. He called us to feed the meat. And the meat is obey God. Amen. Whether you feel like it or not. Whether it's elation or not. Whether it's cold chills or not. We, we quote that scripture all the time. You've quoted so much that the real meaning of it leaves us. Deny yourself. Yes, sir. Brother Helm preaches it and preaches it and preaches it. And when you're in meetings, everyone talks about denying self. Yes, sir. And they get back to their home congregations and start, start sucking their pacifiers. Oh, God. Come on! Oh, think of it. Think of it. Help us, Jesus. Help us. Sucking pacifiers. Yeah, Things don't go right in the services. Suck your pacifiers and murmur and complain and suck your pacifier until the men of God pull that thing out of you and then you throw it. Temper, tantrum. Mature. I just don't see. I just don't see that. I don't see how the Lord could lead pastor that way. The smiles are starting to quickly fade away from the saints. I didn't ask to preach. <laughs> you want to get mad, you talk to God. Brother, Brother Helm didn't ask me to preach. The Holy Ghost that preached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Men of God, if I one of these men are got messages, I came without a Bible. But Brother Helm prayed the Lord would help us, and he's helping us. Yes, sir. Amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You need to let the pastor, the man of God, pull that pacifier out of your mouth. Yes, sir. And you need to be broke of that habit. Amen. Yes, sir. You've been sucking on sweet things too much. Think of this. Yeah, that's right. There's a philosophy going on in our world today. Name it and claim it and it's yours. Cadillacs, houses. God never called his people with a promise that I'm going to give you a bigger and better house if you get saved. God never called us to bigger cars. Matter of fact, I believe in the days ahead, it's going to get tough. And if all we've been sucking on is sugar, what are we going to do when we have no sugar to suck on? We've been entertained to death in our churches. Yes, sir. We've been entertained to death. That's right. You bring in a gospel group and the saints will sit for hours. I mean, they'll shout and they'll weep and they'll get out their hanky and they'll cry and they'll say, oh, what a meeting. Oh, I feel God. It's time for the preaching. Oh. They go, what is it? Go to sleep. It's getting late. <laughs> Mercy, goodness. Yeah. Oh, we'll sing all night. But when preaching comes, we go, oh, I don't know if I can take much more of this. But we can take singing. Oh, it stimulates the flesh. Yes, sir. Especially an old-fashioned toe-tapping number, you know. Boy, the West Virginia Hillbillies, they like them toe-tapping. Yes, sir. You get a little beat to it and a little rhythm to it, boy, the West Virginia Hillbillies, they'll, 
gospel singing, oh, there's gospel singing today. And I love gospel singing when God's in it. Oh. But sometimes the sugar has to be taken away. That's right. And it has to be a meat sandwich. Has your pastor ever got stirred up real good lately? Mm. I'll be back over there. They're getting stirred up over here. Stay in there. What was your reaction? Now let me tell you, it's like it's like a church. If this section over here are tithers, and this section over here they don't tithe. Man, when a man of God's on tithing, over here they're going. Hallelujah. And over here, they're all going, man, a lot of meddling now. Come on, move him on somewhere else. Move him on, move him on. <laughs> it's the truth. Yes, sir. When your pastor, the man of God, gets stirred up, he gets on you, you ought to stay right in there. You ought to hang right in there. I mean, brother, you ought to stay right in there and be determined by God's grace. I'm going to stay in there. You say, brother, right, hurt. Well, stay in there with her. Or in due season, it's going to stop hurting. If you stay in there. That touched my heart. But we look man. around and they're not there. Yeah. How can you be blessed if you're not there? You've got to dig in and stay in there. Yes, sir. Oh, I tell you what. You're privileged to have these great men of God. Oh, my I tell you, it's a, it's a sight. I look forward to coming just to get to see some of them. Never get to see them. Maybe just a few. Yeah. Days a year, I tell you, you have a privilege. If it's a small church, if it's a meeting, but it doesn't matter about the size. It oh. doesn't matter. We started uh, five years ago in a house, yes, meeting sir. in a house five years ago. Right. Yes, sir. Man, if you told me we'd be meeting with, say, 300 and some in prayer meeting five years ago, no. nice. No. no way. Brother, but God's grace, you can meet in the house, yeah. you can meet in the barn. You can meet in a, in a uh, metal building. You can meet in a cathedral. It doesn't matter where you meet. If you've got a man of God in the pulpit, hang in there. 60 seconds of victory yours. It may be another day. It may be another month. It may be another year. But stay in there. Amen. Stay right. in there. Stay in there. Stay in oh, there. That helps me. There may be a man of God in this building today, and you're discouraged. Hang there. Amen. Church may not be doing what you think ought to be doing. The numbers may not be just what you're you think they ought to be in the statistics may not be up to your par and the, and the finances may be low but hang in there hang in there i told you as a coach this is halftime we're getting ready to go into the second half <laughs> people say to me all the time they say pastor oh, what are you looking for in people talent no, never i don't look for talent Talented people, there's talented people out in the world, on the streets, all over the place. I'm looking for people that will hang in there. Oh, Jesus, 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 oh, God. Oh, Jesus. They'll just hang in there. Praise the Lord. It's not a, it's not availability all, all the time mixed with talent. A lot of times we don't have any talent. I, I don't know what my talent is. Just holler. <laughs> but I'm a good holler. <laughs> you think a blind Bartimaeus he couldn't see, but boy, he had good lungs, and he howled out. <laughs> yes, sir. Some of you that got on to him, you're too noisy, blind boy. The man is crying out. Yeah. He was desperate to get to yes, God. Sir. Man, the more the church tried to quiet him down, the louder he got. That's right. The devil said, you're handicapped. You can't see, but I can talk. Mm -hmm. And I can cry out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. Oh, yes. Old blind Bartimaeus, he hung in there. Yes, sir. Paul and Silas hung in there. Yes, they did. Man, when they were down in the jailhouse, they'd been whipped for doing good. You ever got in trouble for doing good? You ever try to, to help someone's marriage and you get in trouble for it? You ever pay someone bills and get in trouble for it? You ever just been loving and tender and kind and get in trouble for it? Paul and Silas delivered a little woman by the power of God from demon possession, and they got in trouble, got beat, got stripped of their clothing, got thrown in the bottom of the, of the dungeon in total darkness. 
They were chained to the walls. And thank God they weren't like us. Say, I wonder how come Pastor Richie hadn't visited me. I've been down here a whole day. When's he coming? <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to take Brother Roundtree to get down here, but I've been chained to these walls, and I'm bleeding. I need some help down here. A little encouragement would help me. I wonder if Danny and Jenny would come along and sing a song for me. They praised God and their pastor didn't even visit them. They sang songs of praise and glory just for themselves. Yes, sir. And, and God delivered. You know why? Because they hung in there. Amen. It wasn't their pretty singing. It wasn't how gloriously loud they praised God. They hung in there. Yeah. Joseph's got a vision. Shortly after his vision, he got through in the pit. But he hung in there. After the pit, he got sold into slavery. But he hung in there. Well, I tell you, Saint, if you think that God's going to take you through the valleys and through all the battles of your life with coal fields going up and down your back, you missed it. Yes, sir. You've missed it. That's true. There's not a man of God in this building that has not gotten up and got in the pulpit with fevers and aches and pains and by God's grace preached and preached hard and preached it straight and didn't back up and the saints said oh look at the man of God he's, he's getting blessed and preached every word of it by faith yes, with sir. no feeling yes sir That's true. when Potiphar's wife lied about him yes, sir. he stayed in there yes, sir. He didn't quit. brother he hung on and 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 then the vision, then the dream, yes, sir. in due season, yes, sir. after your pit, yes, sir. after Potiphar's wife lies about you, yes, sir. after you get sold into slavery, after years of obedience and years of denying yourself and years of hanging in there, yes, sir. then your due season comes. Yes, sir. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Oh, that's good. TV station called me up recently. They want to interview me. Oh. It'd be hard to interview me on TV. <laughs> you need more than one camera. <laughs> and if you go to sleep, you'll miss me. <laughs> and I said, what in the world do you want to interview me about? And they said, this is what they said, uh -huh. the cable channel. Yeah. They said, the man has a fellowship moved into a town full of churches church town every few blocks there's a church oh yes it's it's amazing churches everywhere about like every town and this man said we are amazed that a new church moved into a town full of churches and you are packed we want to know why i said i wish i knew there's no formula Man, I can't, I can't write a book and tell you uh, this and that and, and we did this and, and we got up and preached on this and, and one great day there was a, there was a, brother, we're just where God wanted us. There was, there was five pieces of property and the one I didn't like was the one one got picked. That's the one he told us. Swamp, four acres of swamp, mosquitoes, an old house, this property been for sale. It's probably been for sale for about two, three years. Yeah. Big old for sale sign out in front. Yeah. Right along a, a, a real busy highway. Yeah. Called Brother Ham, had five pieces of property. Yeah. He said, well, the Lord deals with me on, on this one here. He said, where is it? I said, 2910 Canal Terrace, St. Almond, West Virginia. He said, well, that's, that's the one. He said, the Lord tells me that you're not to make an offer till five weeks. Well, I'm thinking in my heart, five weeks? What in the world? you got to wait five weeks to make an offer that's been set for sale two or three years. <laughs> five weeks? I can go down to the mar and have a contract written up and right in there. He says, the Lord tells me five weeks you wait. Yes, sir. Well, the next day, I just thought we'd drive down to go by the property and see how it looked, you know. And it's going to be ours, you know. Well, drove down the road, Canal Terrace, and got to the property, and there's a big old sold sign. 
Oh, it's cold. Is anyone home? <laughs> Don't take your receiver off the hook. Stay with it. <laughs> Stole! The next day! That's old. Stole! Man, I'm telling you what, when I saw that sign, I went, pew, and brought my heart <laughs> way down there. Man, I've been bright. That's our property. I told the deacons. I said, boys, let's see it right there it is. 2910, Canal Terrace, it's ours. Uh-oh. Next day, it's sold. Yes, sir. And I can't even find out who bought it because the man of God says, don't do anything for five weeks. Had to hang in there. Hang in there! All I tell you what, it's the pleasure in the world. It was a sight. Yes, my biggest job for five weeks was to keep my deacons encouraged. <laughs> I'm not, no, no kidding. Well, you're right. Weeks, you're, well, you I had to, you had to do some real God's going to work it out. And dear saints, let me tell you something. While I was trying to encourage them, I was trying to encourage myself. Oh, uh, sure. Five weeks. I'm telling you what. Oh. It was a sight trying to hang in there. And you oh. should have seen where we were meeting. Yes. We were meeting yes. in a... Uh -huh. It was down alley. Through a door that had a big old sign outside yeah. said test. There was a corporation inside the same building that tested machinery. One man told his wife that I'm not going to let you go to a church church. We have to take a test to get in. <laughs> That's what we were fighting. One night, one night, Tom England was preaching in that little warehouse church. And along this wall was glass. We were up on the second story of glass. And a big old rock came right through my head. Right by my head. Somebody threw a rock right through the window. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Missed you. Miss me. Oh, I tell you. I'm glad. We were up there, and as brother, brother Everett was the one that suggested putting up curtains. We're just going to, you know, not buying curtains, just leave it clear glass where you could just kind of look out, you know, over the hillside. Everett Hope said, I get a burden on this window here. Yes, sir. So we put up curtains, yeah. and the rock comes flying through, yeah. and the curtains held the rock. We'd have meetings. We'd have meetings in that little upstairs warehouse. This is the truth. We'd be in a meeting. Oh, lots more than this. And the the bulbs would start blowing up. True. Yeah. We are trying to preach the word, and a bulb going and fill the room full of smoke. So I'm kind of anxious to get to 2910 Canal Terrace in Auburn. Sure. So we waited. First week, second week, third week, fourth week. Three days, three days before the five weeks are up, we have one realtor in our church, one. In the Canal Valley, there are hundreds of realtors, many realtors in Canal Valley. We have one in our church, just one. Three days before five weeks are up, he gets a call. He answers the phone, a man says, I have bought a piece of property. And I want you to go and check it out and see if I made a good deal. So the realtor in our church, he said, where is the property? We're on the trail now. <laughs> and the man said, 2910 Canola Terrace, St. Albans, West Virginia. And the realtor in our church told the man, that's the property that our pastor says God wants us to have. Will you sell it? The man just bought it five weeks before this. He said, well, I bought it with my brother, and I don't know about that. And these were church people. Yes. So we waited three days, and we made them an offer. Oh, I was excited. I'm telling you what, I was so thrilled. We, we made them an offer on Wednesday. And Wednesday night, the realtor in our church came to the Wednesday night prayer meeting, came up on the platform, and he had a new contract, and he said they turned it down. Still had to hold in there. Oh, boy. <laughs> turned it down? That's good quit. Man, the man of God said five weeks is ours. Five weeks are up. We've waited long enough. Uh, we've waited long enough. 
That night I went home, 10 o'clock that night after prayer meeting, the phone rang, and I'm telling you that realtor, who was a quiet man, was not an emotional man. Boy, he is happy, he is crying, he's excited. I said, what's happened? He said, they called me back, and they said they'll sell it to us. Not only will they sell it to us, but they will finance it. Yes, sir. Not only will they finance it, but they'll fill in the land. Yes, sir. Think of it. Think of it. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So we have a dedication service finally when we get the building built, and we invite, we invite the brothers who sold us the property. Tom Dolan was one of the brothers, and he was the only one who came for the dedication service. He's never left since. Shortly after that, his sister started coming. She got saved. Her new husband got saved. Shortly after that, his brother Howard Dolan started coming. Now he's coming with his wife and two, three children. Praise the Lord. Isn't that a sight? Yeah. It is wonderful. <clears throat> not only because of the witness of the Holy Ghost, not only because of the revelation, because there have been thousands of people that have got a leading from God. There have been thousands of people who have got witnesses of the Holy Ghost. There have been countless numbers of people in churches all over the world whose God told them exactly what to do, but it's not been accomplished because they would not hang in there. That's it's not just an, oh, I'm thankful for the witness. Yes. And I'm thankful for the leading of the Holy Ghost. We would be in trouble. We would be, we'd be wandering around in the wilderness. Yes, sir. But with the witness, with the leading, with the men of God, with the women of God, we must be determined by God's grace, pleading the blood, yes. looking to Christ continually, nothing of ourselves. Right. That we're going to hang in there. That we are going to hang in there. And it may mean you have to grit your teeth. But be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle's not yours, it's God. That's right. That's right. Servant boy, don't be afraid. They're more with us than they are with them. Yes, what do you mean? Oh, God, open up his eyes that he may see. Yes, sir. And the hills are full of God's chariots. in there. He has you in his right hand. You are on the winning side. You are more than conquerors through him that loved you. Corinthians says that we always triumph through Christ Jesus. The Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that's within the world. The Bible says that we have victory through Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. So hang in there. Yes, Lord. Let's stand. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we're nothing and you're everything. Everything. Lord, we thank you for the privilege Lord, of standing behind this pulpit. Oh, God, we don't, Lord, know what to say for the great privilege of doing this. Lord, for thee, we count it a great privilege and honor. Oh, Lord. Lord, our hearts sunk when he called her name out, Lord, but you helped us, Lord. We, we thank you for the anointing. We thank you, O oh God, for the unctionizing power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for quickening our mind. We thank you, Lord, for quickening our voice. We thank you, Lord, that you, Lord, caused our body not to be weary. Right. Oh, Lord, from the night of travel. We thank you, Lord, O oh God, for your glorious gift. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God for Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you for dying on Calvary. We thank you for the blood that was shed for our sins. Oh, Lord, we're the least of the least. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being with these precious people. Oh, God, we thank you for the privilege of being on this platform. Oh, God, if it's not for your grace and your mercy, Lord, we'd be the first one to quit. Oh, God, help us to hang in there. Oh, God, in the wee hours of the night. Oh, Lord, during the lonely times. Oh, God, during the discouraging times. Oh, God, when things aren't going the way we think they should. Oh, God, give us that little extra strength. Oh, God, not to quit. Oh, God, not to retreat. Oh, God, not to throw in the towel. Oh, God, not to surrender. Oh, God, but to hang in there. 
Oh, God, for in due season, your word promises us that we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. I'm grateful, Jesus. We Praise pray the in the lovely name Praise of Jesus. Praise the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Oh, how I love Jesus. myself in 1957, little Beulah, church, where God had led me miraculously, marvelously in 1942, not quite 40 years ago. And I was praying, crying that Saturday morning all by myself, and he spoke, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap if you faint not. Glory to God. Isn't it wonderful that the Holy Ghost gave us such a meeting here? We're in the fourth hour of this waiting upon God, the first session of this revival, this waiting upon the Lord. God has helped us like this, bless us like this, feed us like this, lead us like this, lift us like this. Tell us to keep on keeping on. Hallelujah. Rejoice evermore in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Oh, I'm so thankful for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, it's say, James Wright, you preaching next. And his wife knew it. Praise <laughs> God. Glory to God. See, this is worth the whole waiting upon God. Right here, keep on. Hold on. Believe. Don't give up. Keep, keep going right on. Be obedient. Continually obey what the Holy Spirit says. Uh, it's going to require a lot, a lot of dying out to do it because the self wants to quit. See, one of the main characteristics of the self-life is to quit, is to plant it yourself. But you see, to do God's will is going right on, believing, having faith, trusting the Lord, laying hold on the promise and never let loose of it. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, that's wonderful. Everybody enjoyed this? Say amen. Amen. I believe that should be convincing to anybody yes, that had good ears. Amen.